Cuban Genealogy Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you research your Cuban ancestors. Cuban history is just so rich and so fascinating. By collecting family stories and furthering your research, you just might make some new discoveries. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Brian Toscobello. You can find my Cuban tree on Ancestry.com by doing a member search, B. Toscobello. That's all one word with no punctuation. You can also visit the Digital Cuba website at www.digitalcuba.org or familydrama.org and make sure that you follow us on Facebook under Digital Cuba. Like you all, I have difficulties finding my relatives online using the big family history websites. Through this podcast, I want for us to be able to share our stories with each other. We have so much in common, and the Cuban culture is so rich and so interesting. And the more I study Cuban history, the more captivated I become. So, how are we going to enrich and expand our Cuban family trees in this digital age when there's just so much limited information for us online? In my opinion, it's through collaboration. Collaboration is the most important way to successfully research your Cuban family tree. Again, we have very limited information online, but Cuba Digital, I'm sorry, Digital Cuba, have some great projects in the works to help assist those of us researching Cuban, Cuban relatives. What projects, you ask? Well, Digital Cuba is focused on two main vital record sets, Cuban cemetery records and Cuban parish records. Cuban parish records could include birth, marriage, death records, and other records that parishes have. So, in this podcast, we're going to start with the importance of oral family histories. Then we will discuss in more detail the cemetery records in Cuba and the parish records in Cuba. We will then end the podcast with a calendar of events where you can participate in genealogy events around the country and get to work on further expanding your tree or even starting with your family tree. And while you listen to this podcast, if you could please take notes on what you'd like to hear in future podcasts. It could be interviews that you want to hear. We could talk about DNA testing, finding your distant cousins, how to find a researcher in Cuba, or any other interesting topic on your mind. We certainly would like to hear how we could make this podcast even more valuable and entertaining. You can reach me, Brian Toscobello, at digitalcuba.org at gmail.com. Alrighty, here we go to our first topic, and that's the importance of oral histories. Okay, and now on to the importance of doing oral histories when doing your Cuban genealogy. First of all, we'd like to thank the Cuban Genealogy Club of Miami for providing this podcast with some of their Cuban Genealogy 101. Um, recording oral histories is a particular interest to me since there's no real easy way for us to access Cuban records. We can't just stop by a cemetery on the way home or stumble across you know, family details by accident. So um, oral histories is a great place to start. My oral histories led to the next phase of my research. So gathering stories, names, dates, and places from my grandmother enabled me to strategize and deepen my research. As you will hear later in the cemetery segment coming up next, um, that's what led me to the Cologne Cemetery in Havana once I got my exact death dates from the oral histories. 
I did my oral interviews over three different individual meetings with my grandmother. I didn't want to tire her out or overwhelm her with questions. But once we got started, she enjoyed reminiscing about Cuba. Um, the questions from one, the first meeting, uh, questions that I had generated from that session, I saved till the second session and the second session to the third session. Um, and that's how I, I built my little um, research strategy based on those three meetings. Um, it was so much fun to have her reminisce about Cuba and share her stories about her and her siblings and her parents and how Havana was during the 1930s and the 1940s. So when you do your interviews, make sure you have an audio recorder. Uh, Google Play has the Android recorders and iTunes has the Apple options. Make sure that you're getting a recorder that's not recording phone conversations on your smartphone. Make sure it's an actual audio recorder recording audio outside of the telephone part of your phone. Um, if that's you're not comfortable doing that, just get an old-fashioned tape recorder, an old-fashioned mini tape recorder. These recordings may even be precious heirlooms one day. Um, by doing these interviews over recordings, you can focus more on the conversation and less writing down, you know, and losing eye contact and losing the flow of the story. You can verify those details in your second interview, in your third interview, and so forth. Um, I still would recommend writing down a little bit during your interview, especially when you have questions that you can circle back to so you don't have to interrupt the, the story. Make sure that you ask permission to record and tell your relative that you are recording. I don't see why this would be a problem. There are so many interesting Cuban family history stories out there. I discovered some funny stories about how my grandmother first tried to speak English when she came to the United States, um, how her and her mother had different views on women's role in the family. I was always curious about how my great-grandmother fed nine children and what her daily life was like in Cuba during the, the early 1900s and into the 20s, 40s, and 50s. So let's take a quick break, and we, then we will then review some family interview techniques and tips. interview tips. Number one, use an audio recorder. Test it a few times before you start. Number two, take notes as well, especially if a topic comes up that you would like to circle back later to in the conversation. Number three, be patient and open-minded and keep in mind that sometimes stories can change over time. Number four, make a backup recording or a backup copy of your oral history notes. Number five, Use this information to make your strategy. For example, my grandmother didn't know the birth dates of her father's siblings, but she did know the birth order. So I listed the siblings that way. Now when I go to investigate Inocente Ramon Bello's siblings, I have a better year estimate based on the oral history that my grandmother gave me. Okay, coming up next, researching cemetery records in Cuba. Take it away, Benny More. <laughs>
Okay, so I am very passionate about cemeteries. Cemeteries are such peaceful places. They're usually easy to document. You can just walk around on your own free will. There's no document fees. Um, cemeteries are one of my favorite ways to research family history. First of all, for Cuba, I reviewed the big two cemetery record databases. That would be findagrave.com and billiongraves.com. Less than 1% of these records are online. That means between those two websites, less than 1% of Cuban records are available for us to research online. The biggest, the biggest cemetery group of records would be the Colon Cemetery, Necropolis Colon, that has about 600 records, 300, which I just recently uplo uploaded, um, of an estimated 2 million interments for that cemetery alone. It's way below 1%. As of July 2018, I did upload about 350 of my 3,000 photos that I took at Cologne Cemetery. Just takes a long time to transcribe, make sure that I'm getting all the information accurately entered into the computer. But, but I hate to admit that both of these cemetery record websites are missing whole entire cemeteries in Cuba. Billion Graves is missing the Cementerio de Cardenas in Matanzas area. Find a Grave does have the Cardenas Cemetery, but only two photos with no headphone records, headstone records um, for that cemetery. Find a Grave lists a few hundred photos for their 141 cemeteries in Cuba, but this includes some statue memorials. And I know that there are a few missing cemeteries, like an abandoned cemetery that I found in Playa Larga. So, billion graves. When you search under Cuba, it, it says listing cemeteries with 100 photos or more. So, when you see the map of Cuba, no cemeteries pop up. So, don't get frustrated. Just zoom in to the province or to the city that you're researching, and hopefully a cemetery or a memorial will pop up. The frustrating part is that when you zoom into Havana, you see the Necropolis Colon, and it shows zero photos and zero contributors. But if you scroll to the bottom, it shows my 16 photos that I uploaded. Frustrated, I stopped doing that on Billion Graves. My 3,000 photos are considered supporting documents and not a full-on headstone record because I didn't upload them on my phone with the GPS turned on. This is unfortunate. I can't take thousands of photos on my phone, and certainly not in Cuba where I don't have cell phone service. I didn't even want to use my phone there even as a camera out of fear of being charged a roaming fee. So basically Billion Graves is more of a low priority um, even though my photos are high resolution and you can read the birth and death dates, um, but since those are considered a demoted type of supporting document that doesn't even show up in the top stat section of the cemetery descriptor. So when I have time, I will contact Billion Graves and let them know that researchers might be missing what that website has to offer. And since I know that I wouldn't personally think to scroll down to the bottom of the page to look for any additional information, I want to see the photo, which I think other research, researchers would want to see as well. So there's a third website called interment.net. And for Cuba, they only have one cemetery listed, and it's 
Havana's Big Cemetery, Necropolis Cologne. It has 108 listings and was last updated in 2011. And I could not find any headstone records on there. So time to take a long sigh when you're looking for cemetery records for Cuba. The importance about these cemetery records um, is you really need that part to tie in your family with siblings, people nearby. Um, it's just they're really important records. Um, DigitalCuba.org is currently actively applying for research grants to document Cuban cemeteries and to get those digital records online for researchers to access. I know this is an enormous undertaking, but we have to start somewhere. Um, in the next podcast, I will share my personal experiences at the Necropolis Cologne, at the Cologne Cemetery in Havana, when I was studying in Cuba in June of 2018. The Cologne Cemetery is a fascinating historic cemetery full of romance and scandals and unique last names that certainly hold even more interest in Cuban history. So coming up next, we will discuss what podcast number two, what topics you can find. Um, we'd like to hear from you and give us more suggestions on who we should interview or what topics we should cover. Once again, we're tuning in to the Cuban Genealogy Podcast. In our next podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of the indexes for parish records in Cuba. It's a very exciting topic. Um, you won't want to miss that one. We will also continue to talk about DigitalCuba.org and the digitization project with the cemetery records and those parish records. We are also going to talk about Roots Tech 2019 which will be in Salt Lake City starting February 27th, 2019. We're going to try to have some Cuban meet and greets there, some happy hours for a Cuban genealogist, maybe have some t-shirts to wear. So keep, keep that in mind when you come back to listen to podcast number two. We also want to continue to support the Cuban Genealogy Club of Miami. They have two more meetings in 2018. You can check out their website at cubangenclub.org or you can see it on the calendar on digitalcuba.org and Digital Cuba Facebook page. In the next podcast, we will introduce two new mini-segments, The Mystery Cuban of the Month and Secretos de Mi Abuela. So you're not going to want to miss those two either. Do you have a great podcast idea, any tips, suggestions? Please email us at digitalcuba.org at gmail.com. Again, look for us on Facebook and look for us at digitalcuba.org. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you, podcast number two, in just a few weeks. Thank you. Gracias.